1: What is up, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. On this a Tuesday, October 19th and a Wednesday, October 20th, it is Stafford Bowl week. Yes, Lions and Rams, four oh five Sunday on Fox. Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez on the call. How ironic that the Lions are going to be playing Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Remember the Stafford or Sanchez a bit back in the day? Mark Sanchez on the call, but... We welcome you to the podcast, thank you for listening, and this episode of Locked On Lions brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Follow us on Twitter at DairySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and, of course, we put the podcast up each and every day on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. On the show today, Chris Myers, play-by-play voice on Fox. The last two weeks, Myers has been on the call, along with Daryl Moose Johnston and Jennifer Hale for Lions-Vikings and then Lions-Bengals. We'll get a little perspective from the booth from Chris of Fox momentarily here on the show. Also, Dan Campbell asked this morning on the ticket, uh, ninety-seven one uh, about Taylor Decker and when Taylor Decker is going to come back, and I don't think fans are going to like the answer. Also, one national pundit goes off on Dan Campbell, and the other defends Dan Campbell. All of that today on Locked On Lions. We thank you for listening and joining us here on the podcast. Find us on all platforms. We thank you for uh, making us your first listen. Each and every day here on Locked On Lions, we are free and available, as I said, on all platforms. All right, where do we start today? Dan Campbell this morning on the ticket with the Estonian Janssen program. And I don't remember who it was, whether it was Mike or John, asked him about, hey, when's Taylor Decker coming back? You know, he warmed up last week. He's got the broken, you know, coming back from the fractured finger and the hand and everything else. And I was listening to this interview this morning. First of all, Dan Campbell was eating at one point during this interview. Can you not chew on food for 10 minutes? Come on, Dan. I love you, Dan. The Danimal. I like you. I'm rooting for you. (laughs) Eating on the air? Not good. Could you have waited like 10 minutes? You're only on with those guys for like 12 minutes. Anyway, they were asking about Taylor Decker and when he's coming back. And he said... Quote, until he mentally feels like it's something he can do, something that he feels comfortable with, that he knows he can perform and play at a high level, then it's not worth it. We'll see where it goes, end quote. And then he went on to basically say for the time being, Matt uh, uh, or Panay Sewell is our left tackle and uh, Matt Nelson is our right tackle. It didn't sound like Taylor Decker's coming back anytime soon. And you'd figure it's a hand injury, and I'm not saying Taylor Decker's not tough, not at all. Surgery, everything else he went through, please. Taylor Decker's a good football player, and I said this yesterday. Taylor Decker should be playing left tackle, and Panay Sewell should be moved back to the right side, because Panay Sewell's not ready to be a left tackle in this league yet on a consistent basis. And Taylor Decker is signed long-term, and he's a leader of the team, but if you think oh, well, Decker, he, he he practiced last week, he'll practice this week and play. I, I don't think it's a lock that Decker's coming back this week. And it's interesting because when Matt Stafford said goodbye in his final game last year, and he kind of knew it was done, one of the first guys he went up to on the sideline when they had him would up was Taylor Decker kind of saying, hey, man, love you, thanks for everything. You'd figure Decker would want to play in this game. And I'm not saying he won't. But it didn't sound like today, listening to Campbell on the radio, that Taylor Decker is going to be rushing back anytime soon. Here's the other thing. When he says it's not worth it, they're going to make sure that these guys are back in 100%. They're an 0-6 football team. In year one of a rebuild, and yes, they want to get this monkey off their back. They want to win a game. They want to get off the schneid or whatever people say. You don't want to start staring down the barrel of that 0-17 pistol. You just don't. And like I said, I'd like to see, you want to see progress? Here's what the next two weeks should look like, in my opinion. Play hard, battle, lose by seven to the Rams. Because they're not going to beat the Rams. The Rams are five and one. The Rams are really good. And I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to lose to his former team. Nor do I think Jared Goff is going to throw for 400 yards. And look like the Jared Goff from rookie year. I don't think that's happening either. But if they battle hard this week and keep it close and play well and lose, I'll accept that. It's the game next week on Halloween that I really think is the game this Lions team needs to win. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town to Ford Field. Because then after that, they're on the road to like Thanksgiving. And Philadelphia is no good. So that's kind of the hope in my eyes on where this thing is going to go the next couple of weeks. And and look, we're going to ask Chris Myers about Stafford. We'll have Sosa, the host of Locked on Rams, on Thursday for the crossover. But I'm not going to sit here and read you Stafford's stats and go over game by game how he's played or pull a Jeff Rieger from the ticket and tell you that Stafford's schedule's been soft. I don't want to spend that much time on it. But like I said yesterday, you guys are going to be glued to this thing. This is going to be must-see TV for many casual Lions fans that maybe aren't spending every Sunday going through this torture. And for those that have gone Lions-free, like Art Regner and Vinnie Goodwill and guys that I know that don't watch the games anymore, you're all, they're all going to be watching this Sunday. It's Stafford against the Lions. It's here for 12 years or whatever it was. Of course you're going to watch this. I think that's a no-brainer. Dan Campbell gets called out by one national analyst, and then another one comes to his defense. Plus, Chris Myers a little bit later on as well. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have a dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. And here's what you do. When you go into a McDonald's to refuel, if you're not getting those fries, all right, then there's something wrong with you. McDonald's fries are the best. The best. How many times you driving home, you know dinner's going to be ready soon, but it's a 3 o'clock snack. You get the McDonald's fries. Oh, they're unreal. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Lions watch party? Let's do it. McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right. so earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, on um, First Take, Chris Carter, uh, the former NFL wide receiver, and he's been like all over the place, like on Fox and other channels, I don't know why he's no longer on Fox regularly on the morning show, but I don't watch any of that stuff on FS1 once in a while, but Chris Carter questioned Dan Campbell's leadership the other day, and said he's throwing Jared Goff onto the bus, and they played the clip from Campbell in the post game on Sunday, saying we need Goff to step up. And Chris Carter said, you don't call out your individual players to the media, you only do it behind closed doors, this guy sounds like an amateur, blah blah blah. Number one, if you play the whole clip, which these shows don't do, if you play the whole clip, um, You've got to listen to Dan Campbell say it's everybody. It's the entire offense. It's not just Goff. Then he paused Sunday after the game and said, but we want Goff to step up. We know he can play better. I didn't see anything wrong with what Dan Campbell said after the game, and I'm not questioning his leadership six games in and saying he's some amateur. It's refreshing to hear him talk about his team. Now, Rex Ryan was on ESPN's Get Up, and he took a different stance, the former NFL head coach. Quote, I love this guy. You want to see the opposite of Joe Judge? It's Dan Campbell right here. By the way, that's a genuine tough guy. And you know what this message is? That was to the entire locker room, and don't kid yourself for one second. I'm sure he mentioned it in front of his entire football team. He doesn't have to go through the media to do it. I'm sure he called out Jared Goff and every single person in that locker room. This is the first time that you had some players on the Detroit team let go of the rope. There are several still hanging on there, but some had let go of the rope, and Dan Campbell, they're not going to play for him unless they hold on to that rope. End quote from Rex Ryan. I like Rex. I like watching Rex on TV. I think Rex, early in his Jets career, taking the Jets to the AFC title game, is nearly an impossibility with that uh, 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 poverty franchise in New York. But I like the fact that Rex Ryan is calling out, you know, or or supporting Dan Campbell. Why not? It's a good thing. You're finally getting somebody to give some credence to what the players have said for the most part. It is so easy and simple to just call out Dan Campbell every single time and, and play that game. It's just, it's simple. I'm sick of hearing about it. Oh, you take one sound bite from Dan Campbell and you already jump, you're gonna jump on him. Here's the bottom line. Let's see what this guy can do. Can he make it happen? Can he turn this team around? It's going to take some time. We know that. It's going to take a lot of time. But for right now, you know, just because he called out, Jer- it's not like he got up there and said, guys, we need to make a quarterback change. Jared Goff stinks. I've had enough. He answered a question honestly. And that was it. We're going to talk to uh, Chris Myers momentarily from Fox, the NFL on Fox, coming up next. We will do that. First, I want to tell you about our friends, though, at rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning at the store? Stop doing that. Go to rockauto.com. You got computers with access? Then order online your auto parts at rockauto.com, either at home or on your phone. Save time, save money when you use Rock Auto. Prices reliably low for everybody at rockauto.com. They're the best. Explore their easy to navigate website. It's simple. Go to the website, rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their How did you hear about us box? so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from our friends at rockauto.com. And hey, have you been to beachbound.com? I have. In life, we're all bound for different things. At beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for emerging Immersion, bound for rejuvenation. That's what this says. Or maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the pool, hanging out at the bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'm good. I'll be as happy as I can be. You can do the same at BeachBound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit BeachBound.com today. All right, I promised this guy uh, on the pod here, Chris Myers, you've heard him the last couple of weeks calling the games on Fox for the Lions, uh, not doing this week's game against the Rams, but of course, uh, Chris has LA ties living out there and gives us a couple of minutes on the program today. What's up, sir?
0: I'm good. It's good to talk to you. Unfortunate the, the Lions, you know, I always like going to Ford Field because it's a great view and the, uh, you know, the, it's one of the... The nicer stadiums just in the booth and call a game from, but the atmosphere uh, in this last one was a little bit frustrating. I, I could see it on the faces of the, of the Lions fans as the game wore on.
1: Chris, tell me about the conversations with Dan Campbell over the last couple of weeks. I know it's not the same now. I think you guys are doing Zooms, you and Moose, uh, instead of the in person stuff. But what do you get, a, being around the team for the last couple of weeks, do you get a sense that while the team is bad and they're winless? That it's not like the sky is falling.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I and I can tell you that Daryl Johnston, who's done some, some front office work in in other leagues, and, and is you know three-time Super Bowl champs, so has his experience as a player with how the Cowboys were, were built. Jimmy Johnson, I realize that a different era, but in terms of, of coaches, and he he was even before this season telling me how he thought Dan Campbell. Would would be a head coach somewhere and get an opportunity and and so I, I know he's supportive of, of Dan's background, his influences, of what he'd like to do, um, and and Dan, with our meetings, I, I you know certainly got the impression that that, that there you know that there was hope. Uh, I mean that you know look, you got to be realistic about coming into this situation with the talent level. Now, in fairness, the injuries at cornerback and the offensive line hit some areas hard, but. I just, you know, I just even last week, look, and I'm thinking, well, well the Bengals' fifth receiver might be better uh, than any of the Lion receivers that they currently have healthy out there. Another area with injury uh, or decisions they made earlier. So I, I do think he's the right guy. It's hard to, it's hard to gauge, and he's learning on the job too. You know, as a head coach, even though he was an interim head coach, and. In Miami, so I, I think you like him. You got we got to gotta figure out the direction the Lions are going. I you know I, I thought they could have drafted more offensive a game breakers, somebody on offense with really. Penny Sewell. I know they hope for years he'll be their left tackle. So there's a lot of ways to go. But just in talking with the guys, you don't you don't get the feeling uh, that they're an 0-16 or that they've given things up. Now his latest post game comments after the game we, we had last week about Jared Goff and some of the other players that that to me was sounded a little more harsh, a little more realistic than I had heard prior
1: to that. Chris Myers from Fox uh, with me was on the play-by-play the last couple of weeks here for the Lions last two losses. You know, it's tough. I'm sure Chris, you're in the booth, uh, you and Moose, eh, that game, like you said, this past Sunday, you got to go to your D and E material, don't you? Because that one got out of hand pretty early.
0: Yeah, and you don't, know, you know, like you not want to pile on. I mean, we can't pretend that hey, this is a close game and the Lions have a chance to win once it gets to a certain point. But I, I got to tell you, the week before, you know, it looked like it, it you know, the, they didn't have much of a chance uh, the way their offense had moved against the, the Vikings when we called that game, uh, and yet they were able to hang in there. Were some Viking miscues, or at least the Lions took advantage of some things—a missed field goal and forcing the fumble, and then got the touchdown and got that two-point conversion. I mean, that, that was gutsy. That was that to me is a very, is a high point. Uh, we all know that the Lions probably should have won that Ravens game. The officials missed something there. And again, the, the the field goals. But getting back to, you know, you just hope for a competitive game, whatever game you're calling, at least I do, because it means that both teams and their fans have a chance to win. They're enjoying the, the drama of, of, of the broadcast. But yeah, you have to think, hey, Cincinnati's playing well. They're a team. And they told us, as I mentioned in the broadcast, the Bengals, a lot of their players and, you know, their coach, they've been there either 0 5 or a losing record. And, and then they got the franchise quarterback. They went out and signed some key defensive players in, in pre-agency, and so I, I mean, they're they're legitimately turning it around. Whether that's a playoff team or not, we'll we'll see. But I think I relate that to the to the Lions. You, you just you know when you see that winless, given the Lions' history, it, it, I think that's what's that's what's frustrating, even as a even as a broadcaster. So that you can go back and and tear them up for things they didn't do, or you can try to look forward and sound positive, but. But certainly, it's uh, whether Dan's the guy or not. I mean, the talent level is going to have to improve. And, and again, in, they're in a division with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers, who've had a lot of success in the division. But you know, you also have the Vikings, who are now at 500, and the Bears may have their quarterback and, and a defense that's uh, that's certainly more talented than what the Lions have.
1: What players did they did the Lions make available to the broadcast crew on Saturday and? Uh, maybe the last couple of weeks, and, and can you tell that they're on board with their coach from your conversations with those players?
0: Yeah, and they, by the way, they were very cooperative about any players that we requested. You, you don't want to take up too many players' amount of time. We talked to both, you know, the offensive, excuse me, the defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. We talked to Jared Goff. Uh, we talked to, uh, let's say, Tracy Walker. I'm trying to think of them the last couple weeks along with DeAndre Swift and uh, just trying to get a sense of where they are, and I, I, you know, some of the guys said some interesting things after the emotional press conference when the when the Lions lost to the Vikings. That you know, hey, this, you know, it's okay that our coach was vulnerable. We we see that in him. He relates to us. It makes you want to play for him. Uh, even harder, you know. I mean, we already know he has our support because he he was a player not too long ago himself. Um, so yeah, they're on board, but I I just think they they know the reality of an uphill struggle. And yes, Jared Goff can do more. He, he missed some plays there, but I mean he's in a very difficult situation. With yeah, you know, they have a decent running back combination, but the offensive line is beat up and shifting and then the receivers. I hate to knock him, and then Hawkinson is is very capable. He's a pro bowler, but he hasn't been healthy either. And and so teams can take him away and then it creates other problems. So, um, yeah, I I don't see any doubt in the players in Dan Campbell or the coaching staff. You know, maybe Anthony Lynn on offense, they talked about doing some different things. Anthony Lynn did not do a very good job with the Chargers as a head coach. So I think there's some question about why he's there running this offense, and is that the right mix? They talked about simplifying things, whether it's play calls, not only for the for Goff but for the young young receivers. So um, I, I I think it's a growing process. But here is you know we're six games in. They should they should be a little more in tune, even even with the injuries would be would be my guess. But I but I really don't have the sense that there's any doubt with the players believing in dan campbell and um and, and what he's trying to do at least his approach so far but again he's learning on the job too as a head coach
1: chris myers from fox uh, does a fantastic job with uh, daryl moose johnston jennifer hale we had them obviously the lions did the last uh, two weeks here won't have them for sunday's game against the rams chris you look up and you go man stafford and company are like 16 17 point favorites this weekend do you think the lions have a chance to hang around or how do how do you how do you look at this one this week
0: yeah, I mean the odds are overwhelming. I mean, I I just it, it's a you know the storyline we're we're setting up, or at least most people are. It's hey, Jared Goff goes back to L.A. and and Stafford goes back, you know, up against the the Lions, and uh, it just it's just such an unfair you know fist fight here. I mean, Goff in terms of the, the the weapons he has, even defensively, that's the other thing that Stafford enjoys is is Aaron Donald and and Jalen Ramsey, probably two of the best defensive players at their position, certainly. In, in this in this era or this year. So yeah, I mean the Rams should be heavily covered. I did I did their game earlier this year. They're only lost when the Cardinals came to LA and, and, and beat them. And that, that formula there was a, a scrambling Kyler Murray. But but they also were able to pound the ball and run the ball with success, success, Arizona and they they took advantage of a few turnovers, which is still part of Matthew Stafford and how he plays even with even with the Rams. So from that standpoint, the Rams are beatable, but then, you know, we saw the Rams tear apart the, the defending champs, the the, the Buccaneers, and, and so uh, they're going to be better, I think, as they go along uh, in terms of Stafford's comfortability, but I know Sean McVay is just, you know, so happy to have, uh, you know, Stafford there, and, and he seems to be uh, really happy to be where, where he is, so yeah, I mean, I, I would be shocked if if the Lions pulled off the upset, but we we have seen the upsets before, and and the Rams are certainly, like I just said, you know, they don't have the talent level Arizona has the Lions, but I think they're capable of keeping it close.
1: Are the Rams? I, I know you said you did the Cardinals too. Do you look at Rams and Cardinals as being the best two teams you've seen, or that are out there right now?
0: Yeah, I would say. You know, I I, I hear people in Arizona. Look, Arizona beat the Rams, so they've also improved on on defense. You know where they added. J.J. Uh, J. Watt, and they drafted some young linebackers. So, and I think Kyler Murray has really deep receivers in their, in their running game. So I would, I would put them up there with the Rams. But, but the Buccaneers, to me, and the Rams beat the Bucs, but the Buccaneers with Brady, and as they get healthier on defense, they've had injuries in the secondary. I mean, I think those are your top three in the NFC. And then where do the Packers and the Cowboys figure in that? You know, Green Bay doesn't have great defense. They have Rogers, so they've been able to win five in a row. And Dallas is is coming on a little bit. I you know I think their offense is very explosive. Their defense has to improve. But yeah, I would I would say Bucks, Rams, Arizona. If I was if I was you know we're at the one third mark now, Matt. So so it is uh, right seventeen game regular season. So actually we'd be just past that technically. So there there you know a lot can happen over time. Uh, just like we saw with Seattle, a quarterback injury to one of these key teams could could change everything.
1: Chris, always appreciate you taking some time. Thanks so much.
0: All right, anytime. You guys take care.
1: One of the voices of the NFL on Fox, Chris Myers. On the uh, podcast today, we thank him for listening. More tomorrow and Thursday. We'll do the crossover and go to Los Angeles. Get a Rams preview. Talk more about Matthew Stafford, certainly, and Jared Goff going back to L.A. as he'll likely meet with the media Tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Lockdown Lions for a Tuesday.